Welcome to the Employment Law and HR Podcast with your host, Allison Colley. Welcome to this episode of the Employment Law and HR podcast. This is episode number 56. I'm your host, Alison Colley. Thank you very much for tuning in again. Before I get into this week's content, I just want to share with you something that I'm celebrating this week, and that is that I have been a solicitor for 10 years. Um, this week. And so I'm really pleased to say I have lasted 10 years as a solicitor. I know there are some people that don't for whatever reason, but I'm really proud that I've been um, able to enjoy my job and work in the profession that I love for this amount of time. It is a big milestone for me. And um, I just thought I'd share that with you, my listeners. So there'll be plenty of celebrations going on here this week. This episode of the podcast is following in the mini-series. So this is episode three of a mini-series on taking on your first employee. So for those of you who are listening for the first time, you may want to go back and listen to the first two episodes in this mini-series, which were episode 54 and 55 in the overall series of the Employment Law and HR podcast. And the first episode was just a general overview of the things you need to consider before you take on your first employee. And then the second episode was um, about the contract terms and things you need to think about for your first employee or really for any employee that you're taking on in terms of contracts. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about the logistics of registering with HMRC for payroll and on the, the insurance that you need to have as an employer. So I'm going to get straight into this week's content. Now you've got to the stage where you've selected the person you want to recruit, you've decided on how you're going to pay them, what you're going to pay them and you've prepared their contract terms and an offer letter and you're all ready to go. So you're about to take on your first employee or they've just started. Now what do you need to do in terms of payroll or what are the considerations with regards to paying them? Once you have taken on your first employee, you are required to register with HMRC as an employer and you're required to register with HMRC before you actually pay them for the first time. So what you need to do is you go online and there's a fairly easy way of checking if you need to register as an employer on the .gov website, which I'll link to in the show notes. But basically you go on before the first payday So you go online in good time before you have to pay the employee for the first time and you go through a series of questions first of all to decide if you actually need to register as an employer. And when you go on it asks you a series of questions and the first is are you going to be paying them more than £112 per week? So £112 per week works out at 486 a month or 5824 per annum. Now, if you're going to be paying them less than that, then it asks you some more questions. So if the employee will have another job or if they're receiving a pension, if they're paying, if you're paying them any expenses such as a car or um, any other benefits and or if they're in the construction industry scheme. And if the answer to all of those questions is no, then you don't actually have to register as an employer. What you need to do is you need to keep records of what you're paying the employees or employee. You don't actually have to register with HMRC for the payment of tax and NI. So that's interesting to know. So if you're just taking on someone for a really small period of time for a short amount of work um, per week and you're going to be paying less than £112, then you don't actually have to register. 
Now, if on the other hand, you do have to register, it will then take you through about how you go on to apply to be an employer. And once you go on to apply, it can take um, up to two weeks for the information to come through that you need and that you require once you've registered as an employer. Now, why is this important? Because as an employer, you're required to go through the PayYE process, which is which stands for pay as you earn. And you're required to deduct tax and national insurance and also to pay your employer's contributions. Now, recently, I say recently in the last few years, the way in which you report to Revenue and Customs about PayYE and NI has changed. And it's moved over to something called real-time information. Now, the reason for this is in order to ensure that payments for things like social security benefits are um, up to date, and also in relation to pensions and the auto-enrolment that's come in, which is a requirement for most employers at the moment and will be for all employers shortly. And I'll cover auto-enrolment in another episode because it warrants a whole episode. So real-time information came in so that basically the information that HMRC hold about each individual employee is up to date. So it's not waiting until the end of the tax year and then correcting issues. It's actually on the money right there. They know exactly what an employee is being paid and what tax and NI you are required to pay as their employer. And off the back of that, you have to pay those contributions to HMRC on a monthly basis. So real-time reporting means that as an employer... You have to do something called a full payment submission to HMRC and that's prior to making any payments to the employees and it's known as FPS, so the full payment submission has to go to them. If you don't do that, then you could be given a penalty for late submission and then shortly after you've submitted the information via the FPS system, you then have to make your payment to HMRC and again, if you don't make payment on time, then you could have to pay interest and penalties. So it all sounds really complicated on how you do the reporting, but actually you can use software to do this. So you can use payroll software in order to to do the submissions to HMRC and it's been set up so that it can be dealt with electronically. And for employers who have less than 10 employees, there is some free software available and you can find the link on the Gov website and I'll link to it on my show notes, which you'll find at adviceforemployers.co.uk forward slash podcast forward slash 56. So what does it mean then in reality? It means that you can go on as an employer if you wanted to do it yourself. You can go on, you can download the free software if this is your first employee or if you've got less than 10. And then you can use the software to input the information each month prior to making payments to your employees. So it'll do the calculations for you and then you can submit it using that software to HMRC. Now, there are some paid softwares available and there's a whole list on the .gov website of the paid softwares that you can use. So things like um, Sage and Xero are some of the most popular ones, but there's a long list there of ones that you can pay for and that are compatible with the HMRC system. Now, what I would say is if you're a small employer and this is your first employee, Um, and you've got the time and the ability and the inclination, then once you get set up and you get used to it, it's a fairly simple system to use as long as you remember to to do it and you put the information in. The alternative, which is something I actually would prefer myself because I really don't like using accounts and numbers and all of that sort of thing. I'm more of a 
a words person than a numbers person, I would definitely go with getting an agent to do it. So getting an accountant or a bookkeeper or a payroll specialist and to do it for you. And then they will also use their own software and submit the information on your behalf. But it has been geared up and it is set up so that there is that free software for you, which is compatible with the HMRC system if you did want to do it yourself. And several of the systems that are available also have the ability to do pay slips or print pay slips. So you are required by law to provide your employees with an itemised pay slip and which shows details about their pay before deductions, the deductions and pay after deductions as a very minimum. Now, lots of people include other things in there like holiday um, and their, their NI number and their address and that sort of thing. But you don't have to as long as they have a pay slip which has their name and the details of their pay, deductions, etc. Then you're covering everything you need to. But again, having the software system available to do that will really help you. So, Many people, when you're taking on your first employee, will be thinking, actually, it's really scary. I have to do all this stuff with revenue and customs. I don't know what I am paying them in terms of tax. I don't know how to do NI. I'm worried about having to pay a big bill at the end of the year. Well, actually, now, as I say, they have this thing called real-time reporting, which means that you basically do it on a monthly basis and you can keep on top of your costs and, and reporting to the revenue. So that's a bit of the practical side of taking on your first employee in terms of tax and NI. And then the second thing I want to talk to you about in this episode of the podcast is about employer's liability insurance. Now, this is another legal requirement when you become an employer. Now, if you are just employing a family member, then you don't need insurance or you may not need to have employer's liability insurance. It would be worth just double checking the position that's specific to you and your business but if it's just you and one other family member then generally you don't need to have employer's liability insurance. If it's anyone else then you do need to have the employer's liability insurance and you must have a policy which covers you for at least five million and it has to come from an authorised insurer. Okay, in order to cover yourself as an employer, you need to have that insurance minimum cover and it has to come from an authorised insurer. If you don't have that insurance in place, you can be fined up to £2,500, which is quite a lot of money, for every day that you're not properly insured. And interestingly, you can also be fined £1,000 if you don't display your employer's liability certificate or you refuse to make it available when asked for. So that was just a fairly short episode this week about taking on your first employee, just covering what the requirements are in terms of tax and NI reporting to revenue and customs, registering yourself as an employer, and also your requirements in terms of employer's liability insurance. In the next episode of the podcast, I will be covering some of the frequently asked questions about taking on your first employee and the things that you can do to make your life a lot easier when you start with an employee and on their first day. I look forward to speaking to you then. And if you have any questions in the meantime, you can get in touch with me. My email is alison at realemploymentoradvice.co.uk. And of course, I would welcome any questions that you might have for inclusion in the podcast. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening. Just want to finalise by saying I wouldn't be a lawyer unless I had a legal disclaimer. So I must just say to you, 
that the information in this podcast is for information only. It's general review and a general update. It's always necessary to get specific legal advice about your circumstances. So please don't rely on anything that you've heard in this podcast. But please do feel free to contact me if you'd like further information or specific advice. 